Happy New Year, Pickleball World. Welcome to Third Shot, the podcast where we are bringing the pickleball community together and growing the game internationally. Happy New Year, Bridgie and Russ. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Doesn't this episode especially feel right to do a shot to start this thing off? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It does. All right, everybody. I got my toast ready. Here's Here to go. an amazing 2023. To 2023. Cheers. Cheers. You know, I, I like how it's, um, there's no video to this, but you know, <laughs> I mean, like we see the video, but yet we all do shots. Like we don't have to really, like it could just be, but we're all actually doing shots of something. So it, well, it happens every time. Even the guests, the guests are doing the shots. So it's, <laughs> it's not just it's theater of the mind fun. people. <laughs> it is way more fun really doing shots. Even sometimes we take it a little easy. We do some light or we do some water. We do some tea. But then there are times like today where I am doing a shot. So right. Right. gotta celebrate. <laughs> gotta start the year off right and doing that shot. I actually I did soju. Just to oh, let nice. the audience know. I decided to do a shot of soju and it was yummy. Was it flavored? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I know traditionalists are gonna really hate me for saying this, but it was flavored. Um I discovered coconut flavored soju. Ooh. And Ooh. Wow. I, the first time I ever had it was during the holidays. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, this is really good. <laughs> Usually I just do, you know, you know, regular soju, not flavored. But I saw this for the first time at the store when I was shopping for the holidays. And um, I was like, I got to try this out. So my daughter and I are now in love with coconut soju. That's awesome. That stuff is sounds dangerous. Sneaks <laughs> up dangerous. on you. It tastes delicious. Yeah. So I just did a shot, but I've been putting it over like ice and getting it really cold. And it just, oh my goodness. <laughs> if you have never tried coconut soju over a lot of ice, it's, that is the way to go. Yeah. Next segment, pause this now. Go get your soju. Oh, yeah. Join us, right? Yes. <laughs> Everybody, chat. please join us in a, in a shot of soju. So happy New Year. And, you know, with New Year's, everybody kind of talks about, oh, we got to do these New Year's resolutions. What are we going to change this in the upcoming year? I'm curious. Do either one of you, both of you have any resolutions you want to share? Yeah, I participate in the, the New Year's resolutions, you know, take the opportunity to make yourself better, start fresh, um, kind of set some goals for yourself for the year. Yeah. Um, I, I do have one, like a personal one. And then, of course, you know, I had to have a pickleball one, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, yeah, I have both as well, too. See, all the pickleball players out there probably have the same one. Um, that's to play more pickleball, obviously. but. Right. Another one is to um, start playing in tournaments. So typically Ooh. recreational player, um, starting to get my skills up there. But this is the year, 2023, mark this down. Um, this is the year for tournaments for me. Are nice. you planning on doing singles, doubles? I know mixed doubles. I'm there for you. Yeah, you are my mixed doubles go-to partner. Um, I would love to start it off that way, but you do live a little bit far. So <laughs> I'll I make think... the trip. I'll make the trip. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll get our calendars filled up here. But um, I do have a couple of lady players, um, some lady friends out there who would love to play um, women's doubles. So that's that's where I'm at right now. What's your pickleball goal? 
Well, my pickleball goal is kind of related to episode three. So we had Blaze Boudreaux on, um, a personal trainer. And over the holidays, I've been communicating with Blaze because I've been telling him, like, as you as you know, Bridgie, and actually both of you know, I've been dealing with a, a little bit of an injury. Mm-hmm. And I talked to Blaze and I'm going, Blaze, I don't want to be plagued with injuries in 2023. I want to play more pickleball, like we're saying. I want to come down and play tournaments with you. And I don't want to be hampered with injuries. So what Blaze is going to do for me is he's putting together a full like stretching and exercise program. He's putting it on video for me and we're just going to be working together because he's in Vegas, you know, with, with you mm-hmm. and I'm up here in Northern California. So I can't go into the gym and, and work with him, but he's put together a really cool video program of exercises and stretches. And he's going to keep monitoring me throughout the entire year. So to make sure that my body is prepared as I'm getting older, I need to keep my body ready to play. So I'm not like sitting out for two weeks because my hips hurting or, you know, those types of things. So that is my resolution is to get on this program and stick to it. Right. Don't do the whole, Oh, I'm going to buy a treadmill. And then, you know, it sits (laughs) on the side of the house collecting dust forever. (laughs) Nobody ever jumps on it. Right. No, I'm going to stay on this program and, you know, periodically through the year, I'm going to kind of report in and kind of share how it's going for me. Yeah, you'll about, definitely have to share with us. Yeah, yeah I definitely I like will. It. And, and then, you know, I'll let everybody know how Blaze's program's working. And I've started it and it feels good. It feels really good. Um, and I actually started it when he first was on our show in episode three. He gave us some recommendations and it's it's already helped a lot. So I'm looking forward to this next level that he's going to put together for me. How about you, Russ? Cool. What, what is your resolution? Well, you know, I got to do the pickleball of of just to, to start playing. Um, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I know you've got some rackets for me. I got to get over there. We got to we got to do that. Uh, I don't have know. any rackets for you. Oh, right. Paddles. Sorry. Oh, paddles. I do that. I yeah. do have some paddles. For you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, okay. I, I guess I got to give you my other resolution. And uh, I'll, I'll also talk about this on our business show, Greg. So when you hear this on our business show, just act completely surprised. Okay. Uh, because, you know, like you're hearing it for the first time so that we do a little theater over there. Um, <laughs> but uh, my, my whole thing is to actually get away on Wednesdays starting this year. Right. So each Wednesday, I'm going to go somewhere. And instead of working out of my office, I'm going to work remote somewhere and explore different areas. We live in the most, you know, beautiful place in the world, right? That Northern California is beautiful. And there's so many cool places to go check out. And, it, you know, it won't be just Starbucks or whatever. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I've got a, I've got a beach that I want to work from. I've got some several other places that I'm going to go work from. So I'm going to do that on, uh, on Wednesdays. I guess uh, that's, that's starting. Pretty pretty quick here. <laughs> we'll get going. I'm a little under the weather right now, so I might I might hold off the first week, but uh, we'll we'll get that started. So that could be when I pick up my my uh, paddles from you. Okay. And, um, yeah, yeah. And actually, I'm just gonna be Mr. Segway here. Uh, and the reason why I said rackets was because I actually found some tennis rackets that I had. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe I could, you know, even, you know, like use these. So I, I took them out of the shed. I've got them not for, you know, pickleball, but so I could go maybe do that. And then I go, well, wait, do I have the right shoes for this? And then I thought, shoot, do I have the right shoes for pickleball? 
do I need different shoes to go play pickleball? That That's my learning more question of the week from, from you guys. That's a great question. And, you know, similarly, when I first started playing, I thought the same thing because, you know, tennis players have certain sneakers that they wear. Yeah, yeah. But starting off, I just wore my my regular old running shoes. I was in like Nike Freeze out there, um, which worked for a while. And then I tried out. I went and bought myself um, some pickleball sneakers um, and their court shoes. And I think that I do feel a difference because when I was just in my regular running shoes, I would slip all over the place. Like my foot would get shifted and into like the toe box of my sneakers really easily. Um, And there's so many lateral movements too. And I have really weak ankles from years of soccer injuries. And so I kept rolling my ankles. Um, Mm. So I found a lot more stability in shoes that were actually made for pickleball or or tennis. Yeah, I think that's the key is – what I've learned about pickleball shoes and any pickleball shoe manufacturers out there that want to come on the show or be sponsors, here's your opportunity. This is, this is a uh, segue for you guys. Please contact us. Anyway, what I've found in talking to people about pickleball shoes is the support from rolling, right? The rolling ankles thing, Mm -hmm. because there is so much side to side lateral movement. And I did the same thing as Bridgie. Like I started off, you know, with my running shoes and in fact, I had a really nice pair of running shoes that were super light and it felt really good. Like, I thought, oh, I'm fast. No, yeah, I'm, I'm never fast. But anyway, I felt like <laughs> I was fast, right? I mean, wearing light shoes and I was like so mobile. But once I tried real pickleball shoes, I'm like, oh, this is giving me a whole different level of sport. It wasn't slightly heavier. Um and it just made my 40 time go down by, you know, 0.1 seconds, something like that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, nice. it, it really felt like I was going to prevent ankle injuries by putting on wearing pickleball shoes versus just regular running shoes or just tennis shoes. I guess tennis shoes is what you want, right? They're called tennis shoes for tennis. Right, right. Court shoes, right? That's what you're looking for. And there's a lot of manufacturers out there. I would do research on it. Because when I was kind of doing my little research on what shoes I wanted to go with, there's a lot of companies out there that say they have court shoes. But when you really do the research on it, they're not really any different. They're not really giving you support. The good pickleball shoes really do have the technology built in to give you the support you're looking for. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I just did a deep dive into shoes uh, with my son who's, you know, he's he was running cross country. Now he's going to be running track. And we bought these shoes for him and it's amazing how light they are. Like they yeah. weigh nothing. It's crazy. Like how the, the just, I, I don't even know how they're shoes. Like <laughs> they have so, it's like, they're so light. It's, it's crazy. So it'll, I'll, I, I will, I, I'll uh, dig into that a little bit deeper. And I, I guess, you know, Hey, maybe, maybe uh, I could do a whole shoe segment uh, on, on my learning more podcast. I'll just do a whole episode on shoes and the different kind of shoes that you can need. Cause it really does. It actually does make a difference. It really does. All right. So uh, yeah, over on my Learning More podcast, I'm always trying to learn something new. That's actually a New Year's resolution from years ago. I said, you know what? I'm going to learn something new every week. And that's been continuing over on that podcast. And thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to uh, learn a little bit more over here on this podcast. Speaking of this podcast, Greg, what's coming up next? 
Well, we are lucky enough to have Aaron Hendrick. He's the founder of Nora Pickleball, and they are an up-and-coming new pickleball paddle company. Super excited to have Aaron on the show and learn how he got it all started and and what kind of paddles he has. I think everybody's going to really enjoy the conversation. Uh, He's a really fun and interesting guy. We are definitely looking forward to hearing more about Nora Pickleball Paddles and Stick with us, we'll be right back. This is Bridgie and Uncle Greg with Third Shot Podcast. Pickleball is the fastest growing sport in America and more startups are entering the market. One exciting brand we're watching is Nora Pickleball, founded by four-time collegiate all-American tennis player Aaron Hendricks. Headquartered in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Nora offers high-performance pickleball paddles made by athletes for athletes. Nora Pickleball's flagship paddle is USAPA approved and is priced at $95, offering high quality at a reasonable price point. Whether you're a first-time player or a long time competitor, the Nora Pickleball team believes the best is yet to come. Head to norapickleball.com to learn more. That's N-O-R-A-A pickleball.com to learn more. And use code THIRDSHOT for 10% off your order. Welcome back to Third Shot. If you haven't already done so, start following our show on Instagram and Facebook. It's super easy. Just search for Third Shot Podcast. Or for Twitter, search for at ThirdShotPod. Bridgie and I are so excited to be joined by Aaron Hendrick, the founder of Nora Pickleball. Welcome, Aaron. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot for having me. How's it going today? Yeah, it's going pretty well. Um, yeah, pretty pretty nice night Monday, getting ready for the holidays, so no complaints here. All right. Well, please join us uh, for our traditional shot starting the segment. So cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. All right, now I think we're ready to go. Get the show right. going, right? <laughs> I'm ready. Good to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us, um, Aaron. And I think in your introduction, Uncle Greg, could you a little bit short? Um, you are a former nationally ranked tennis player and collegiate All American. So we would love to hear how you went from playing tennis to playing pickleball. Yeah, that's a great question. I think for me, I. I grew up playing tennis. I come from a tennis family. Actually, everyone in my family, my immediate family, played college tennis. So I was, you know, a big tennis player growing up. And you know, after college, I, I hung up the racket for a bit and I started exploring really other sports. You know, I tried running, basketball, and then a couple of years ago, my brother uh, invited me to play pickleball with his tennis friends. And um, kind of like a lot of pickleball players, from there it just stuck. I fell in love with it. And uh, after playing that one time with my brother, I just like I played again the next day, and I just kept playing and playing, and um, <laughs> I became addicted. <laughs> so um, it was really my brother and a bunch of his tennis guys coming out and uh, inviting me to play with them. You know, it's funny, Aaron, because I think that's either a love hate thing with tennis players, right? Some tennis players, absolutely like you and your brother, kind of fall in love with it super quick, and they, you know, they start playing pickleball. I have family members, same thing, tennis players, they fell in love with pickleball fairly quickly. But then you got some tennis players that are like, oh, pickleballers, oh, that, you know, we don't want them taking our courts. You know, there's yeah. this whole pushback against the whole game of pickleball. What do you think it's all about? And, and where do you fall on that? Yeah, well, I don't want to speak for every every tennis player in the world, but uh, <laughs> from, from my perspective, I think um, for me, I like seeing people you know, meeting each other, being friendly, getting to know each other. And 
whether that's in tennis and pickleball, I think that's important, right? And forming relationships. And so um, if a tennis court isn't being used and it could be converted to a pickleball court that would be used, I'm for it because, you know, I'd rather have a court be used than be empty. So, you know, I still love tennis. I, I, I love pickleball. That's my new love. But um, I feel like you don't have to choose one or the other. You can You can still love both. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. You know, why why choose? There's tennis courts, there's pickleball courts. We can all play along, right? Mm-hmm. So for yeah. me, actually, I didn't come from a tennis background. I played soccer, softball, flag football, all the other types of sports growing up, but never tennis. Um, is there anything that you can share with me, like something that you took away from tennis that has helped your pickleball game, like the inside scoop so I can get a little better? Oh, geez. Um, I think one thing that tennis players have a lot is is the hand-eye. I think the hand-eye really translated over to pickleball. Um, and I think a lot of tennis players at least, you know, have a lot of the same type of motion when they swing, especially like when they hit like slice shots in tennis, which is putting underspin mm-hmm. on the ball. A lot of players do that when they return, right? When, when you're playing pickleball, you slice it. Um, so there are a lot of strokes that I think are comparable, but um, the hand-eye especially is something that translated over, I think, from tennis to pickleball. Yeah, I think you're you're the pers- perfect person to ask this question, Aaron, because you know I did sell you short on my intro. I apologize. I mean, you <laughs> are actually in the Hall of Fame of the college that you play tennis for, right? <laughs> so give a shout out to your college. Yeah. So um, thanks. Thanks, Greg. I, uh, I went to Aquinas College. It's a small school um, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, and yeah, we play in the NAIA. Um, so we play against a bunch of other uh, usually smaller, usually Christian affiliated schools around the country. So my dad was my, my college tennis coach too there. So it was kind of fun playing for him. And you made the Hall of Fame for this college. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really good. So, I mean, you are an accomplished tennis player. And I've been I've been wanting to kind of, I've been thinking about this question. Actually, I'm thinking about writing a blog about this on a website. But I see John Isner now, right? Former mm-hmm. pro tennis player. Guy's huge. What is he, 6'10 or something like that? The guy has a wingspan of a pterodactyl. The guy <laughs> covers the whole court when he's playing. <laughs> It's like, I, I'm like, okay, he should be the dominant side here because he covers the whole court. Anyway, do you think that a lot of ex-professional tennis players or top collegiate players like yourself are going to migrate into professional pickleball because professional pickleball is growing tremendously right now? Yeah, no, that's a great question too. I think, I think there are a lot of tennis players that are switching over. Um, kind of like, you know, like what I said earlier, the hand-eye translates well. A lot of the slice and the motions in tennis carry over, especially, you know, with some volleys and overheads. Um, So I think that will be, you know, more common. I think what I've noticed is um, a lot of tennis players that are switching are ones that either have tried to go professional um, or they recently retired from professional tennis and then are switching over to pickle. Um, It was just recent that I saw some other current professional players that are still you know in their mid-20s that are now saying I'm done with tennis and now doing pickleball I think Noah Rubin was one that was you know months ago but it's kind of crazy to see the big transition and I think we'll see more of it just because of the the popularity the growth and the the aspect of um 
community in pickleball. So I'm a little curious. Do you play pickleball competitively? So I don't, I haven't done any USAPA, you know, none of, none of the sanctioned tournaments yet. Uh, for me, I, I've gone up to our local park, uh, Belknap, which is where we host um, the Beer City Open. It's one of, it's a professional tournament every summer. Um, and I just go there and I usually play um, three, four hours in a row, just strangers, random people <laughs> every night. Um, but um, I have not, I have not um, done an actual USAPA sanctioned event yet. So when you transitioned over being such a high-level tennis player, what was the biggest difference for you? Obviously, there was a lot of similarities, like you, you were talking about, you know, the different strokes and stuff. But what was the biggest difference that you found? You know, it's funny. It's uh, the kitchen line's pretty big. Um, for for tennis, you know, you're taught to close in when you volley. You're taught to step in, put away your volleys, and pickleball, you don't step in (laughs) um you stay still you don't you know move forward and obviously you can't go in when you're hitting it out of the air so uh the kitchen line is probably the biggest adjustment and not continuing to move forward and just keeping steady you know um unless you're going for that ernie shot so uh you know staying staying out of the kitchen is probably one of the biggest adjustments i've probably had to make so how long have you been playing pickleball for like Roughly. Um, since my brother introduced me, probably two and a half years, I would say. Two and a half, close to three now at this point. Nice. That's kind of similar to, to Uncle and I. I'm a little, little bit more on him than that. Um, so <laughs> after playing for a while, at what point did you kind of decide, like, now's my time to make my own pickleball company or pickleball paddle company? Yeah, for me, for me, I guess it kind of started with tennis. I, you know, I, I grew up playing tennis since I was around three or four and and I was always obsessed with rackets and strings and really designing the perfect racket for the perfect player so I still have it in my head I can name all the all the tennis rackets and the brands of the top 100 tennis players in the world um and I was just like I just loved I was just obsessed with it so um for me I always like kind of like knowing the technology in it and so with pickleball, it kind of carried over where right when I got introduced, you know, I was online researching, I, I bought, I bought a bunch of different paddles. Um, and at that point I was starting to learn the differences between each one and really learning how, you know, the shape matters, how the materials in the core matter on the surface. And it was after about a year or so of playing, I kind of realized, well, Hey, maybe I should, you know, experiment with, uh, with my own and, and that led to me, I reached out to a bunch of Pickleball Paddle CEOs, and they were all nice enough to meet with me. I got a lot of positive feedback, and then that led to me reaching out to manufacturers. I'm from the Midwest in Michigan, so I reached out to manufacturers in the Midwest and started to get more information, and it kind of snowballed into what I am today. Let's dig in more on you know where you took all that research and what the next steps were actually starting the company we do need to take a short break but when we come back let's find out a little bit more how you started more this is bridgie and uncle greg with third shot podcast pickleball is the fastest growing sport in america and more startups are entering the market one exciting brand we're watching is nora pickleball founded by four-time collegiate all-american tennis player aaron hendrick headquartered in grand rapids michigan nora offers high performance pickleball paddles 
debate by athletes for athletes. Nora Pickleball's flagship paddle is USAPA approved and is priced at $95, offering high quality at a reasonable price point. Whether you're a first-time player or a long-time competitor, the Nora Pickleball team believes the best is yet to come. Head to norapickleball.com to learn more. That's N-O-R-A-A, pickleball.com to learn more. And use code THIRDSHOP for 10% off your order. Thanks for coming back to Third Shot, the podcast that brings the pickleball community together. Check out our website, thirdshotpodcast.com, for our latest episodes, blogs, photo gallery, tournament schedules, and so much more. So welcome back to Aaron. Let's start our third segment of the show, which is our favorite, obviously, because we all get to take our third Third shot. shot. Hey, here we go, guys. Cheers. 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 All right. Well, I can't wait to hear more about kind of the process in you designing your own paddle. What were some of the top priorities that you were keeping in mind while you were designing it or coming up with that design? For me, I I noticed there's a lot of startup pickleball paddle companies that weren't getting USAPA approved. And I think that's great. Um, But for me, I wanted my brand and my paddle to be able to be played in sanctioned, you know, tournaments. So when I started, I, I want it to look cool, but I also want it to be approved. So in terms of designing like um, the surface and the, the logo, that was just me playing around late at night on my computer after work, um, just kind of goofing around um, with different shapes and coming up with colors and things I liked. Um, and actually, uh, you know, the, the name is Nora. Um, and just coming up with the name was tough. I was, I think it was like really late, maybe around midnight. And I was like, what, what do I name? Like, what do I name my company? And I'm like, well, wait, my, my name's Aaron. Why don't I just name my, spell it backwards and it spells Nora. <laughs> so, so with that, I, I created Nora, um, got the logo made. And um, then I started really play testing a lot of different manufacturer paddles and determining kind of what materials were USAPA approved and what could be used on the paddle. Um, or in the paddle, you know, on the surface that, that was, you know, played at a high level. What did you prioritize to try to make your paddle different? Because there's so many different paddles out there, right? Mm. And, you know, a lot of companies kind of went, go through the same process as you do. They're researching different surfaces, different shapes, different cores. Like, what did you, what was your priority in saying, okay, I want to make this paddle fast, or I want to make this paddle a power paddle or, or what was your thought process? Yeah, I, that's, that's another great question. I think for me, my thought process was, well, first of all, I'm going to have my brand and what I stand for. Right. And for me, my brand is, is really saying the best is yet to come. And meaning, you know, we can still compete at a high level. We can still play tournaments. We can still win medals, trophies and have fun and meet, meet, meet new people. And, and that's kind of what I wanted my paddle to stand for. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, the best is yet to come is kind of my slogan. But then beyond that, I wanted to uh, touch on, you know, the price point, right? I didn't want my price point to be above $100 um, for a USAPA approved paddle. That was a big deal for me. Um, and then I also, I have a surface material. It's like a, I call it like a frosted carbon fiber. Um, it's called Rough Tech on the paddle. Um, which is different than a lot. I haven't seen a lot with it. Um, I think it's a little, it's a little flatter, but um, I think it's a good amount of spin and, and power with it. So um, kind of those, 
those things really were, were a big deal to me when I was trying to establish my own paddle in the market. That's awesome. So it's called the Nora flagship paddle. Um, can you tell us a little bit more specifically about the features of it? Yeah, for sure. So it's polypropylene core in the inside. Um, I think that's pretty standard in a lot of different paddles. Um, it's a little thicker than most. I think uh, for me, I wanted a thicker paddle, meaning it would give more control, less power. I, I consider pickleball a control sport. You want to control the ball versus crush it every time. So I went with a thicker type paddle with that polypropylene core. Um, it's got the carbon fiber surface that I consider frosted carbon fiber meaning it's like the rough tech surface, which also gives you a good amount of spin. Um, and yeah, I think it's just a great all-around paddle to use. Um, and I've you know gotten a lot of great feedback so far on it. And to me, it's, it's, it's my favorite paddle out there. So um, yeah, it's been a great, it's been a great all-around paddle. And for me, um, I play tested for, for about six months to a year of different types, different prototypes. Um, so it, it was a long process in terms of coming up with what I found was was really the best fit. Well, you know, I have a favorite reviewer of paddles, and her name is uh, Bridgie. So yeah. Bridgie <laughs> had an opportunity to, to play the paddle, and I'm just curious, Bridgie, what was your thoughts? Oh, I thought it was great. So first, when I grabbed it, I noticed the grip of it, and it was so comfortable. It's like one of the most comfortable handles that I have played with yet. Um, and I know this isn't what you're supposed to do, but I cannot help it because I get so stressed when I play sometimes and intense that I start like squeezing the handle. And so I would get like pain in my elbow, but this grip is so comfortable that it fits so nicely in my hand. And what I really liked and what you mentioned too is that it's a thicker paddle. So mm -hmm. it really did help with my control. Um, and the surface of it still allows you to get that spin and everything. So I can work on that a little bit more as well, but I thought it was a great paddle to play with. And, um, the price, I mean, $95 for a paddle, I think that's fantastic. And it's really tough to find a really great quality paddle for under a hundred dollars. Well, yeah, perfect. Thank you. I've actually never had comments on the grip before. So uh, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I it was great. You know, it's, it's funny because different paddle companies, some of them really focus on grip. Some of them kind of just go, oh, let's go with the standard grip that, you know, everybody has. And I mean, that's the main contact that the person has to the paddle. I mean, you're holding the mm -hmm. grip. I think it's an important feature. So it sounds like you, you did it right. I mean, if, <laughs> if my top reviewer, Bridgie, says you love the, the grip, I think you, you nailed it. Uh, earlier, you had mentioned the design. And, um, you know, I, I really am attracted to the, the design of the paddle, you know, the, the end, the look, um, you know, what was the concept of the end for the Nora and, you know, doing the, the, the reverse out red, black, red, white, you know, yeah. what did you, how'd you come up with that in the color scheme? You know, I just late at night brainstorming. <laughs> um, <laughs> for me, it's, um, so you, you designed know. you designed it yourself? Yeah, yep. So I work a day job. Um, I'm a, I work in finance for a for a medical company, and you know, at basically in all my free time, I'm you know designing or working on something on my own. Um, red to me uh, is one of my favorite colors. I think it represents kind of a fierceness, um, a competitiveness, and 
Um, to me, I, I thought it was a great color to have on there. So I try to keep it simple with the red and red, black, and white. So um, I wanted to be a little more simplistic with it as well. Nothing too, too over the top. Yeah, okay. I think it's a really cool look. Yeah. Definitely. And the color scheme too, I mean, it'll match a lot of my outfits because I wear a lot Perfect. of <laughs> black and white. <laughs> Perfect. I like that. <laughs> So for any of our listeners who are interested in purchasing their own Nora flagship paddle, where can they go to buy it? Yeah, um, you can go on the website we have, uh, norapickleball.com. Um, from there, you have uh, two different colors. We have our white and our black paddles. So um, check out the website and there you can read more about my story and um, you know see photos and see some of our ambassadors. Uh, that's cool. Let's get you some ambassadors out there. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> is there is there any little sneak peek that you want to kind of share with us? You said, you know, the best is yet to come. What does 2023 look like for your company? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, you know, for me, it's it's getting getting awareness out of my brand. Um, I think right now I've been primary. I, I've what been launched, been public for three weeks to a month. We're pretty new. So in 2023, we're really looking forward to getting our name out, out especially outside of Michigan, out out into the country, and really showing people, you know, what what our pedal's made of and how special it is. Well, we're going to help you do that. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, Aaron, it was so nice meeting you, um, and we definitely want to support small business. So. Wishing you all the best this next coming year with your company. Yeah, perfect. Thanks so much for having me. And thank you for joining us at Third Shot, where Bridgie and I will continue to share our pickleball journey. A special thanks to Aaron Hendrick at Nora Pickleball for joining us today. Go check out all of the Nora paddles at norapickleball.com. That's N-O-R-A-A, pickleball.com. We'll have a link at the Third Shot podcast. While you're there, please share your pickleball stories. And who knows, we might be able to ask you to be one of our guests and share your story on our show. Support the show by subscribing. And we promise to have more amazing guests just like Eric in future episodes. Let's continue to share our enjoyment for the game and grow the pickleball community. See you next time at Third Shot Podcast.